to the latest edition of Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. I am Stan. I'm Jason. And I'm Yvette. We are back. We are back and um, we're reflecting on this past week. We, I, I remember sitting around, we were sitting around earlier in the week and we were trying to decide, you know, it's going to be several days after the debate. So we're going to talk about it, but like, hopefully something else will happen. And we didn't. We were trying to figure out what to do, and and now look what happened. We got so much to talk about, guys. Ain't that the truth? I mean, this is this is the year of giving when it comes to things to talk about. 2020, <laughs> 2020 does not disappoint, and when you throw uh, President Trump on top of it, it just it just multiplies it. So, what were your initial thoughts? Who, what when you first happened? When it first came out, where were you? What were you thinking, Stan? Oh, I'm I'm kicking off. Yeah, you're kicking off because yeah, we're starting we're starting with you. Because so that's not fair. Because like yeah, initially, is. initially, and the truth, is, I'm telling the truth, guys. Like I'm not in. I mean, I do PR every now and then, but I don't have to be that guy anymore to be political. I I, I had a little smirk on my face. I was smiling and I was trying to do some text to some people, and I had to delete the text over and over again because I was like, yeah, this this will work. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is fair. And, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily now, I mean, it's been a little while, so I can say I don't want him to die, but I also can say I, I don't want this to end today. I, I mean, he needs to experience a little bit of pain like everybody else. He needs to feel it. Maybe you'll believe it this time. Uh, you know, there's so many things that I was thinking uh, when I heard about it. I mean, is this just a ploy? to delay the election? I mean, does he want to be miraculously healed by this vaccine that's supposed to be coming out um, before the election? Um, Is it a ploy by any other group to make us start thinking whatever they want us to think? I mean, it's so, so crazy. And I hate, that's, this is a part that I hate my initial reactions of is that I hate that I even thought about it like that. I mean, couldn't I just pray for the man to recover? Um, um, so you didn't, you weren't sad. happy, sad, mad? Like, what, what, how about one of those, though? Uh, I was sad that um, he contracted the virus because, let's face it, I don't want anybody to be sick, whether I agree with them or not. But I, I mean, it made me afraid because there are so many people who are, um, who believed what he was talking about when it's not a, a serious thing. It's kind of like the bully who gets punched in the face by Medea on the bus. If y'all have watched the, um, <laughs> that, uh, that movie, the Medea's family reunion and Medea's on the bus confronting the bully that's messing with her uh, foster daughter. I'm going to meet you side five o'clock. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of, of, a bully getting punched in the face. For the wider folks in the audience, we can reference Christmas Story and to where the bully gets beat up at the end of that. But yes, no, it's completely what I thought. And and that same joy slash pain of not wanting to be happy about someone being sick, but that moment of you knew it was going to happen. You, you you karma is one of those things that 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 does happen. And and it was it was a beautiful moment of that again, wishing that he does recover eventually uh, that everybody because it's we'll talk about it's it's all over the place now but uh, the other thing that was really weird for me is wondering what the angle was was this a was this a ploy to give uh pence 
a foot in and, and have him take over so that was this a uh, him dodging the rest of the debates because his people knew that if he kept going out there screaming and yelling like a crazy man, he was going to lose more votes. So it was it was also that double edged sword of, yeah, you hear it, you believe it. But then you're like, why? What's behind it? But I think the overarching theme that we did learn is once again, Corona wins. The COVID-19 virus wins. And I and I, people are ignoring it. And, and there's some history to this, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, when you think back to the, the 80s and, you know, the 90s, when people were ignoring all the warnings about HIV and AIDS, and they was out there just kind of sleeping with the world and not having a care in the world. And all of a sudden, people who didn't think they could get AIDS got AIDS. I feel like it's the same thing with this COVID virus, you know. People who like, well, no, it's not going to happen to me. And, you know, my immune system is strong and blase, blase, skippy. Well, my thing is, it's like everybody's immune system could be strong, but some are stronger than others. And if you put yourself in harm's way, you could get it. My friend Yolanda would say, and you can get it too. <laughs> you're, you're, looking, you're making me laugh, Yvette. So, <laughs> so I, I will say a couple things. One, whoever hasn't seen our, our cartoon president, they should go find that and look it up because that's some funny <laughs> and, and And he is a bully. But, but to your point about um, COVID, I, I do believe because it's such a big deal, it's such a big phenomenon. We, we think about it differently than we think about the flu. And, and so, yeah, because it, it, it can kill you and it has killed a lot of people. But the bottom line is, you know, I, I was thinking about this. My son um, is hanging out with, with one of his best friends who we've been watching it. But, you know, if he had the flu um, today, when he comes home, he, he has a chance of spreading the flu to me and, 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 and my daughter. Simple as that. And so for people to be that silly and, and, and that ignorant and not understand that, um, yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens. And, and I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter. It's the president. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. And it's happening in front of everybody. But, you know, too, it's like it's more than what you say. It's just negligent. I mean, people, you know that it can kill people. I mean, hundreds of thousands of folks have already died and you're going to just not take whatever precaution to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. It's crazy to me. Because he's the chosen one, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, once, once he's once he's cured and it's a miracle, that'll be his first miracle because he remember he just because he got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, he he's going around telling people he won one. So maybe if, if a miracle occurs for him, he'll be he'll be shooting for sainthood next. But I think, you know, the, the back to Yvette's point and, you know, Sarah's Sarah's great analogy for this is it's like glitter. If you ever got daughters or kids that around the house that, that have a, something with glitter on it, all of a sudden glitters everywhere. And you'd be in meetings. I mean, Jason, I got to say, I used to be in these meetings and these important business meetings and I got glitter on me and people like smiling at me. I don't know why they're smiling. Well, that's because glitter. They, they thought they thought you were getting your glitter from the same place Trump used to get his glitter from. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but but you're talking about, you know, uh, people, this is, uh, we we talked about it when Herman Cain passed. This is real. It's, it's been real since then. And now you're looking around, you got Kellyanne Conway, you got Hope Hicks, you got the Senate Judiciary Chair, uh, you got uh, everybody's, it, it, the, the circle is getting bigger and bigger. Because what were they doing? It, to Yvette's point, they were ignoring the science, they were ignoring the warnings. 
and they were just thinking that they were immune and okay, I got a test. I think this goes to the other point. Everyone's like, oh, well, if you get tested, then you're fine. You get tested for today. That doesn't mean it shows up. That doesn't mean the test is perfect. So follow the guidelines. You mentioned these names. We can't, we can't, we can't, we got to come back to these names. Like, I didn't think we'd ever talk about Herman Cain again, but thank you. Uh, well. <laughs> Mr. Herman Cain. What's that pizza joint that nobody ever goes to? Godfather's Pizza? There you go. <laughs> anyway, but, um, but you know, Herman, I'm not going to pick on him, but I am going to pick on Kellyanne. And so anybody that <laughs> follows politics knows that they've got some interesting conversations going on in the Conway household. And, you know, her husband is not a fan. And so imagine that conversation. Honey, I got the coronavirus from the president. Mm. Well, at least that's all she got from him. Yeah, because the, oh, because somebody's got to go there. Hope Hicks. Oh. Hope Hicks. We talked about this last time. and Oh, boy. I mean, anybody can be, there's all kinds of prodigies. There's all kinds of young geniuses. But if you can be 29 and you can be named the director of communications for the White House, damn, you must be something special. And now you know, it's been a couple of years, so so now she's a little bit more seasoned. But I mean, I don't even have to say, well, that's kind of weird that Hope has it and that Donald has it. I don't have to say more, do I? And Melania does not have it, right? Oh, no, she's, she's, no, she's, got, it. she's got it, but she's, she's not, she's not standing side by side with him anymore. So, I mean, let's just be honest about that. So yeah, it's, it's, this has gone off the, the deep end. And, and again, at the end of the day, we're human beings and we were, we've been raised right. So we don't want someone to die. We just, we, we know that this has been, um, this has been, like I said before, this is karma. But there's, you know, maybe there's more karma coming because, you know, then we saw his taxes. We thought that was going to be a big story. But we thought, we, oh, can we, can we, can we, ha- can we pick on Pence first, though? Oh, <laughs> like, sure, go you, ahead. Do you think that he has an eternal smirk on his face right now? Only if Mother says it's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all are out of control. And and what is what is the religious right stand right now about like in other supporters? Are they thinking like this is some kind of biblical revelation of Trump Trumpness? Trump them. I haven't heard too much about that, but I can imagine that a lot of people are chosen you know, praying for him. And uh, I, I, that's what I would imagine has happened right now, but I haven't heard any sort of conspiracies that, you know, he's the chosen one. Cause I reserve Messiah for Jesus. Cause that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Hey Jason, I'm gonna leave it alone, but I do have to say this. I hope those same people that are praying for Trump are praying for those little babies that they put in those cages yeah you amen to I that hope they're praying for those kids too they better be because they're the ones uh, jumping up and down and joy that we're keeping everybody out so mm-hmm. um, but that's not what i remember from the you know i'm not i'm not as well studied but uh, i do remember some different stories in the bible than that but <laughs> we'll, we'll do that conversation <laughs> another day <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay we're gonna keep moving we're, we're gonna yeah, talk about moving we're gonna talk about the taxes Yes, taxes. 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 Practice taxes? No. You pay taxes? Yeah, well, yeah, apparently, apparently <laughs> I pay a hell of a lot more than the president does. Isn't that crazy, though, to know that you could pay more taxes than the president? And I'm like, we wondering how we're going to do this, that, and the other. And and he didn't have to worry about anything. And, and I paid more taxes than him? 
that's out of control. You know, and for me, there there is a there is a level that the system is a problem here because some of this stuff is legit from everything I was hearing and reading is that there are so many loopholes that some of that is legitimate, but that's that's what scares me even more. It scares me how much legitimately you can hide from the system when the majority of us, even if we we're afraid not to have every receipt because we're gonna get audited and we're gonna lose our house. Exactly. But here they are playing fast and loose with the numbers. I mean, it scares me that that this is an after afterthought story already. Like, this this is not even a story right now, right? Because, I mean, this is the kind of thing where you could end up going to jail, and because our cartoon president knows how to change the topic, he he can change the topic, can't he? Yeah, you want to go to jail, you ask Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Man, but yeah, oh well, it, it, it's you know only Martha Stewart goes to jail for, or that and yeah Wesley Snipes yeah those th- 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 that's who goes to jail for that kind of stuff, but uh, you know it was it was funny because you're talking about how things had changed, you know it seems like two months ago they had this thing called a debate, and again the taxes were supposed <laughs> to be the biggest thing talked about at the debate, and how are you feeling about it now? How's how, how are folks feeling about just real quick? We'll we'll run through it a little bit for for people to hear our reactions. Did they talk about something at the debate? All that hollering and screaming that was going on around there? I didn't hear anybody talk about anything at the at the debate. So I was ready. Like, I mean, I'm I'm sick sometimes because I was I, I had my popcorn, I had my drinks, I was ready for prime time because I knew these two guys. They, they, I knew that was gonna be craziness. But it always is more than we think. Like nobody could have predicted this level of craziness. Nobody. That's just so crazy. I mean, they weren't even they weren't even able to talk to each other. I expect that you know we were gonna be use a little bit of manners, maybe not your best manners that your mama taught you, but civil dialogue at the very least. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this: they don't pay kindergarten teachers nearly enough to corral the folks because that was just ridiculous how they both behaved. I know that Trump kind of egged him, egged Biden on, and Biden was like, "Okay, you got to shut up," and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of yeah. the day, come on. I'm gonna push back just a little bit because I'm not blaming Biden at all. Like, if a bully keeps bullying you over and over and over and over again, at some point you got to try to strike back. I thought he had a lot of calm. I mean, it's amazing that he didn't absolutely go off on him. That's, that's how I feel because he was baited over and over and over and over again. Yeah, when he brought his son into it, I just thought that that was a really low shot. And um, I would say that Biden did um, show a lot of um, just composure yeah. at that moment because I know that if anybody starts talking about my babies, I, you better be scared for the bear because if a bear's coming, right, I would tear the bear to pieces. So Yeah. No, I, I thought I thought it give, you know, at first when it first started, I thought, okay, the narrative for Biden was going to be he's he's getting up there and he's he doesn't uh, he forgets things sometimes and he misspeaks and I'm like, okay, this is now Trump at, at running at him is going to help him out, you know, it's going to change it. But then you're right. At one point, Biden was the Biden. Everyone sort of thought the aw shucks Biden we liked when he worked with Obama was that no, I'm being real. Can you just shut up, man? 
Can you just shut up? And 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 it was and it was such a nice way. It was almost like he's from Minnesota at that point. It was so like that idea of I'm going to be nice when I tell you to do that because he just you could tell he was just sick and tired of it, and he wanted to talk about something else. And yeah, most of us would have said shut the. Yeah, and and clown clown would have been the least of what I would have called him. Um, Sorry for so, cursing, guys, but yeah. yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I was baited. <laughs> In all seriousness, this debate was an embarrassment to this country. It was I mean, an embarrassment. The news, the international news, they're like, "What the hell's going on?" And it was a shame. It's a shame when you have a presidential debate that you can't let your you don't even want your teenage kids to watch. Because you don't want them, you don't want their first time watching the debate to be that kind of a shit show. You know, if you've ever seen parliamentary procedures in England, they start yelling and screaming across at each other. And those folks are looking at us like we're crazy. So if that's the case, we really are in trouble. But, you know, at the, the end of the day, the biggest question you got to ask yourself after this is between the, th- the coronavirus conversation and this, how in the world can anyone walk around in the, in this country and say, I don't know who I want to vote for. I'm not <laughs> sure which way I'm going to go. I, how? Please, someone, one of you, please tell so me. So listen, how. I think that um, folks just don't want to talk about it. I feel like the whole undecided is just crap. And I feel like um, folks just feel like they may have to defend themselves for how they want to vote and they don't want to do it. So they say that they're undecided because I feel like it's not like you want to um, figure out where you want to go eat and you undecided about that. You know, deep down on the inside, which way you're leaning and you just don't feel like talking to people about it. That's what I think. And, you know, I'll go next. Um, I'm going to speak to the undecideds for a second. If you're an undecided, you're a damn idiot at this point. Oh my gosh, here you go. You're a damn idiot. Like, what do you need to know? Like, how much more information do you need? I mean, you are a poor decision maker. Like, you probably never made any decisions. You probably not, didn't get married. You probably didn't buy groceries. Like, how can you not make the decision based on all this information? What else do you need? Isn't it enough that that this guy is a racist, a misogynist, a bully? Like, what else do you need? And if you like that kind of stuff, then you can vote for them. You still have enough information. But yo, look, so there are some people that I know that are talking about that they are really hung up on the the pro-life, pro-choice deal. And they just can't um, imagine voting for someone who wasn't pro-life. I mean, I do know that there are friends of mine who are really hung up on that. But I say that these people are pro-baby because they could care less about feeding the baby, making sure the baby is healthy, have making sure the baby have a, any sort of quality of life. So, but I do feel like there are people hung up on um, pro-choice and pro-life. Yeah. I think those same people are the same people who are hung up on the things like the second amendment, you know, not the same person in that, but the same kind of narrative. Let's just be clear about something. Roe v. Wade was decided a long time ago. And no one is making it, no one is coming out on a platform saying that all of a sudden we're going to start saying that you can do abortions up until the day of, of birth. That there, There's no plank in any platform that says we're going to increase the number of abortions. It's, it's simply the fact that we're going to stay, the status quo of what has been decided by, by the courts and by the, by the country. Same thing with gun laws. 
No Democrat has come and stolen all your guns. In fact, you know, when, when gun, guns get more expensive, every time Republicans are in office because they are the ones tamping up the fear and making it tougher and t- making people scared that if they get out of office, you, that people are going to steal your guns. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a fear-based mentality that the folks who say they're undecided, we've got to help them get past that moment and stop listening to that BS and understand that this is, a, this is, this is simpler than it has ever been right now to make the call. But let's go back there. I mean, these are these are lies because those people absolutely have decided. So we, we still are putting these people in the undecided category. And we all know that they've decided they just are going to go and vote that day or now if they've already voted. And they're just playing the card of they don't want to look bad. They've decided. Like, how many undecided people are out there? I just don't believe it. I mean, they know what they're going to do. It's just too much. But then, too, you get you got people who want to talk about that the president has been the best president ever for black people. How could that be when he wouldn't even denounce um, white supremacist groups? I mean, how could that work out that that was the the best? Did he ever get out there and condone all these black people? I mean, the for the people who have been killed, like the the George Floyds and and all the other people, he hadn't said anything about that. You give a few dollars to a HBCU, okay, great. But I mean, as far as like regular people like you and me who might be scared to go outside because something could happen, he, ain't, I don't see none of that. Somebody help me out. So this is the most ridiculous claim of all. Like I don't know what black people he's talking to. Because the black people I'm around, nobody thinks this. I mean, this is the craziest claim of all time. And I'm sick of this claim. And I'm I'm more upset with the news media, the reporters, than him on this. Because they need to call him out more. Like, how can this man claim that he's the best thing for black people ever? That's, That's insane. And it's the media's responsibility to call him out on that. It should be really relatively easy for them to do because if they, even if they did like polls and surveys, I mean they would get they would get the that he's the worst president that we've ever had. That's what they would get from most black people. I'm confident of that that he is worse. We have never had a president that was this clearly against us in our history. I know in my lifetime. And, and, and I can't remember reading any kind of history that there was a worse president. So, so I, I don't get it, man. What do you, what about you, Jason? What do you think? So, so here's the thing, white folks, there's, we got to take a moment here and take a pause. First of all, if you're going on Facebook and you're changing your name on Facebook to make it harder to find your, your profile, you're probably posting some shit that's racist because you're putting stuff up that supports a man who is. So there's the first clue. If you've got to change your name to, to hide who you, what you're posting, there's your first problem. Second problem, uh, and, and I ha- this happened to me the night of the debate, folks started throwing people out to me like our, like our friend, the attorney general, like some of these other websites that talk about all this. And I, and, and I pushed back with the simple question. 
and you started it, Stan, how many actual real black folks have you talked to? If you aren't actually talking to real black folks, do not come at me with some statement from some talking head that says he's done more for them than anyone else. And please don't tell me you're going to quote Kanye. Please don't tell me you're going to quote Kim Kardashian, <laughs> Herschel Walker, uh, anybody. Don't, don't come at me with that. Go find a real person that you know. And if you don't know anybody, then that's another clue. That's another that you, problem. That's another clue that you, if you can't turn around and look at your circle of friends, and I'm not saying you gotta you gotta immerse yourself in a community or start trying to culture do cultural appropriation or the crazy stuff we see people do. I'm saying, do you have a circle of friends that you can bounce things off of that don't look like you? And if you don't, then it's not even about being undecided. That, that you, you're fully into the you've decided that your world, your white world. Or if it, if you if you don't surround yourself and you, you just black folks if you if you if you've got a, a a singular mix of people you talk to then you've you've you don't understand the full picture, and that's what I see with this because folks are are being validated by those sellouts and those talking heads that come out and give them that justification for feeling the way that they were trained to feel as they grew up. You know I love that talk, but you know I, I'll just say this: I, I know a lot of black folks. I mean, some of them I'm related to. <laughs> I know a lot of them. And so... I you, only, my, you, only, you only love some of the ones you're related I, to? I, I couldn't tell what you were going with that. I, I, could, I could do my own informal survey. Oh my gosh, say, with our family, yeah. There's not one person, I don't know one Black person that likes this guy, that thinks he's the best ever. So I don't know where he's getting his data from, but damn, like none, nobody. Like he he's the opposite of it. I just don't, I just, like I say, I don't get it. Um, I, I don't have that feeling that he cares about what's important to me or my family. I mean, you listen, I didn't agree with a lot of the politics, politics of other politicians, but I never felt like it was going to be open season on black people. I never have felt that. And I definitely feel it now. And Something's got to change, man. Something's got to change. Can I, can I do a visual real quick? Just a visual. So Yeah, so do it. Let's go back to Clinton. He was right. nicknamed the first black president. Remember that? That's yeah. the nickname mm -hmm. that, that, that they gave him. And then we had like a black president. Yep. I mean, I'm skipping some years. And then you go to funerals and things like that. And you see W. Bush like, and Michelle Obama are like best friends. And so Sharon even, even the simple visual of it, I can make conclusions based on that almost. Trump is, doesn't have anything except for some crazy <laughs> attorney general in Kentucky that probably isn't even black. I'm even gonna have to pull you back from that. Oh, but, come on, bro. But, no, I, I but, said it. I said it. That's barbershop talk. Y'all can't handle yeah, it. No, no, no. Oh, well. <laughs> and here, you know, here's the here's the next piece of this one, and this is where it is: is that you may you can try to say all you want that the words you say aren't racist or aren't bad or whatever else, but when you speak. And a group like the Proud Boys is automatically printing T-shirts with your words on it. That's a problem, right? Proud the prob Boys, Proud Boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? 
The problem? <laughs> that, 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 oh, you giving them that, huh? No. Uh... You got the bad boys, the proud boys, and I'm listening to the rude boys. I'm not going to sing those songs like, like some people know what I'm talking about. Like, but you know, they start with the fact that, that they call themselves boys. I'm just not instead of men, but we will start there. Second of all, I, you know, I love that song and I love that song from the movies because I love it when Martin Lawrence just doesn't know the next line. He's like, Ong he's just trying to make it up as he goes along. And, and Will Smith looks at him and goes, you gotta learn the verses, but no, <laughs> but seriously though, if, if folks are, if these are the folks that are cheering you the loudest, I don't care if what you think your words meant. I don't care if you thought you were being sarcastic, if you thought you were being um, measured. If those are the folks cheering you, you gotta have a, you gotta stop and think about that. Now he did come out this week and uh, make an official statement, like four or five, you know, three four days later that oh I denounce it all, but he still downplayed. Like I don't even know who the Proud Boys are. Well, then stop making excuses. He just so would have come out and said it. One rule in PR, uh, unwritten rule. If somebody comes out and four or five days later, they sincerely don't believe what they're saying. Like, this is an absolute lie. Like, somebody forced him to it. He looked at some some numbers, polling numbers. He really didn't mean it. So that doesn't mean anything. Not her. one thing. Uh, you can't tell somebody to stand to stand by, stand by for orders. Come on, man. You And you don't, and now you want to renege and say, hey. Yo, I didn't mean it. I denounced it all. No, you don't get to do that. No, they, they, yeah, the the horse is out of the barn on that one. And, and you've got to just understand that my biggest fear, that's again, the funny part about this whole thing is my biggest fear back that when that debate happened and that he says that is that was part of this concept that we were going to end up in this uh, conflict where we had these folks, you know, increasing voter suppression and out of the polls. And now, like I said, we've come full circle. And we've got a president sitting in Walter Reed with the coronavirus. It's, it's it's a week that you just can't, you couldn't write it except in 2020. What a week. What a week. Definitely. What a week. I mean, we just have to keep on going and have our wits about us because, you know, and the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> we started this week with nothing to talk about well we had a little bit to talk about now we can't even stop talking because there's so much and then you know who who knows what's going to happen today you guys ready or tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) one one month counting it down one month to election day if you haven't registered get registered if you have to if you haven't voted and you can vote early my ballot's already in sarah's ballot's already in Get out there, and that is the one place you can make a difference. I don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me. I need you to get out there because it has to be real. It has to be the fact that the people of this country have to make this decision because we're being pushed around by those who already have the power. So we need to step up and take our take our right to vote and use it. And too many people. Good on that. Oh, I'm just saying, too many people have paid the ultimate price for us to be able to get out there and vote. You need to get out there and exercise your right to vote. I don't care if you have to walk there and stand in line, do what you got to do, but you better vote. Make sure you well, get a cup of black coffee with a little sugar if you're standing in line in a cold state. That's all well, I'm saying. Well said by both of you. And and I won't add anything intelligent except for this. You are an idiot if you're still undecided. <laughs> like if you haven't made up your mind yet, you're an idiot. Stop being an idiot. 
Stop I we're going to add something intelligent. Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> you are an idiot. Yes, and that's my baby brother, folks. We're going to sign off? Let's do it. Okay. Um, until next time, guys, we, we, we can't wait to come back. Thank you for listening to Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. Um, we'll be back soon. Thanks, everyone. Take it easy.